in today's Live Treasured podcast. Are you in a time in your life now where life has been interrupted? It's, in fact, an inconvenience interruption that you're experiencing. Or have you ever experienced a time in your life where your life has been interrupted by circumstances beyond your control and you have to stop? You have to pause. How did that make you feel? Were you frustrated? Were you frazzled? Did you feel like I've got all this stuff to do? How am I going to get it done? Well, sometimes I believe that God places these holy pauses in our life. He puts them there so that we can retreat in Him to rest and rebuild and regroup so that when He releases us from this pause, that we'll have everything we need to do for what God has called us to do. Well, that's what I think happened to the Israelites inside of Joshua chapter 5. Now, inside of this chapter, the Israelites um, have been, there's been momentum building up until this point. As you know, the Israelites, they were enslaved in Egypt. And then through Moses, God released the Israelites from their slavery, rescued them out of that life. And then the Israelites spent about 40 years wandering in the promised land. When it was time for Moses to die, Joshua stepped into his place and became the leader of the Israelite nation. And through Joshua, there was a new vision for the Israelites. They were headed into their promised land. The time had come for them to be in the very place that God had called them to. And he spoke to them and told them that he was going to be with them, that he would give them this land. He commanded them to stay connected to God's word, to meditate it on a day and night. And then he, they sent in spies to spy out the land of Jericho. And, and then God parted waters once again, just like he did in the Red Sea, except this time they had to step in the waters first. But God allowed them to cross the Jordan River And it was time to go into Jericho. In fact, it says that they were armed and ready for battle, about 40,000 men. And if there were 40,000 men, that didn't account for the women and children. And so here's this mass of people. And God has promised he's put forth his purpose and he's prepared them for this moment to for them to come into the promised land and to settle there. Now was their moment. But right before their moment happened, God created an interruption. You see, in Joshua chapter 5, it says that the Israelites got circumcised, that God commanded a circumcision. He also commanded them to build a memorial He commanded them also to celebrate the Passover with one another. Now, the circumcision 
Well, that required a three-day period of healing. There was no way, physically, that the Israelites could barge into battle when they were impaired physically. In other words, God caused a necessary interruption, and the interruption created a pause. And I want to ask you, have you ever experienced a holy pause, and maybe you were all geared up, and maybe you heard from God, and and you knew that you were supposed to start a ministry or to start something, and all of a sudden, there's this interruption in your life, and the interruption has created a pause. How did it make you feel? Well, pauses in our life, well, they're not very popular because of our culture. We're rewarded for our performance. We're rewarded for what we do. And so oftentimes, we wear busyness like a badge. And we do and we do and we do. And, and it may not just be inside of our workplace or even inside of our home, but, but we can wear this badge of busyness inside of ministry. But God calls us to pause. And I don't know about you, but sometimes in my life, when I don't take the initiative to pause, God in his great love for me will provide an interruption. Now, it's not obviously going to be circumcision, but he'll provide an interruption in my life that creates a pause. And sometimes, it's not very convenient. And sometimes it is right in the middle of me forging ahead and doing what I feel God wants me to do. In fact, five years ago, God interrupted my life in a big way. And it was very hard to pause, but my hands were tied. There was nothing that I could do. And I'll never forget visiting a mentor and sitting at her feet and crying and saying, I don't know why this is happening. And I thought God had told me to do this and promised me this. And I I had this vision and I was on my way. And now there's this interruption. And my loving mentor who, I mean, she just knows that word inside and out. She gave me a big hug and she looked me in the eye and she said, Eileen, I know exactly what God is doing. God is pulling you back close to him for a time of retreating so he can restore you and rebuild you before he releases you again into this next season in life. And then she read this scripture to me in Isaiah 49:2. He has made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. And see, that created this beautiful visual for me. An expert archer keeps his arrow in his quiver close to him so that he can sharpen and polish the arrows, releasing them again and again with power, purpose, and precision. And then that expert archer will retrieve those arrows and pull them back again. And as they need sharpening, he will sharpen them and then keep them in his quiver until it's time to be released again. Well, much like that expert archer, God calls us 
to retreat into his presence so he can prepare and position our heart for our promised land purpose. And the way that God calls us to retreat, his prescription is the Sabbath rest. God wants us to rest. And he wants us to rest because it is inside of his presence that we receive the strength that we need to do what God has called us to do. Isaiah 30, 15 says this, in rest and repentance, excuse me, in repentance and rest is your salvation and quietness and in trust is your strength. Well, Oftentimes, though, even though God has prescribed, he's given us permission to rest through Sabbath, that the Holy Sabbath from our hustle for Sabbath rest is there to prepare our heart for our promised land battles. Not only that, but the Bible says that the Sabbath is God's gift to us. It's God's gift to every woman for us to retreat to regroup, to rebuild, to replenish. But often we don't open this gift because of guilt. And so sometimes, I don't know about you, but I've certainly experienced God interrupting my life and pressing the pause button by halting my circumstances so that I would have to pause And I want you to think back. Maybe you're in that season now or you've experienced this before. And maybe when it happened, that interruption was irritating. I mean, imagine the Israelites. The Bible says they were all dressed and ready for battle. And then there was this interruption. And God comes to them and says, I want you to build a memorial with memorial stones to my faithfulness. I want you to be circumcised. And then I want you to celebrate the Passover. And I wonder if they were thinking, really, God? Like arts and crafts? We're armed up. We're ready for battle. You know, why do we need to build a memorial stone? Like, really, God? Circumcision? Circumcision is going to cease our activity because we're not going to be able to move. In fact, the Bible says that they had to stay there and heal for three days. But God knew exactly what he was doing. You see, that place, Gilgal, became their camp. It became their quiver. And it was where the memorial stones were placed. But it was also the place that they would retreat to over and over and over again after they fought a battle. Now, that word, Gilgal, was the name of a town, but also the word means a wheel, a rolling And something that rolls happens over and over again, and the Israelites would fight a battle and then retreat to their Gilgal and fight a battle and then retreat to their Gilgal. And so God was setting up this scenario for that pause, that quiver, that place that they would pull back from battle and retreat to rebuild. And by giving them this three days, where they could not move, it allowed them to spend time with God and to spend time with one another 
as they celebrated Passover and as they remembered their identity and who they were from the circumcision, I want to talk to you today about the importance of the Sabbath rest, creating that rest in our life. You see, Sabbath is our holy pause. It's a gift that God has given us. In fact, it says this right in the Bible, Exodus 16, 29. Realize the Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. And before you say, wait a minute, Aline, that's a part of the Ten Commandments, and isn't that the law, and isn't that Old Covenant? Well, actually, the Sabbath was instituted by the Lord himself when he created the world. On the seventh day, God rested. And if God took the time after his work to rest, do we really think that we should feel guilty for taking rest after our work too? Well, I think that any woman I would talk to would tell me, I want to rest, Eileen. I want to rest. In fact, that was my heart cry in the beginning of this year. I wrote down inside of one of my um, prayer requests, Lord, teach me how to have balance. I feel like, again, I'm getting out of balance and, and, and creating this just crazy lifestyle again. And out of my heart cry, God... Um, uh, uh, showed me about the importance of Sabbath, the importance of taking that Sabbath rest. And like I said, I wanted to rest. And I know all of you listening want to rest, but let's face it, as women, we have so many responsibilities. We're distracted by our doing. And we oftentimes, as women, get our identity out of doing rather than being. Or we feel guilty, like it's wrong to rest. And we want to rest. We're waiting for someone to give us permission to rest, but we feel guilty. Well, you need look no further than the very beginning of the Bible in the creation story. The Lord rested after his work. And God says, that the Sabbath is a gift for us. And so there should not be guilt in taking those times of rest so that you can replenish, retreat, and rebuild to be released again into your work and to do all God has called you to do. But in our busyness and in our crazy calendars, it's hard. But inside of Scripture, we see this, that making the Sabbath A holy habit is the key to enjoying this blessing from God. Now, like I mentioned, that word Gilgal means a wheel or rolling. And the Israelites would fight a battle, retreat to Gilgal, fight a battle, retreat to Gilgal. So Gilgal became their holy habit, that place where they would come and retreat. And when you look inside of the Old Covenant in the Ten Commandments, where the Sabbath is instituted in the fourth commandment as a commandment from God, we see that because he commanded it, that it became a habit. He commanded it as once a week. And so 
not only was it commanded to be done, but as the entire Israelite nation did it, it became a habit. It became part of their lifestyle. Now, we are under the new covenant, and the Lord is the Lord of our Sabbath. And when we come to God and say, Lord, in this season of life, where do you want me to Sabbath? If we know that God has commanded it, he will also give us wisdom on how to incorporate that into our life. And it's so vital. Resting should become a part of our lifestyle. Because holy pauses from our hustle for Sabbath rest, well, that is exactly what prepares our heart for our promised land battles. Now, a couple of thing, uh, things about um, taking these pauses and rest. And hopefully these things will help to shed some truth on this and to get rid of those guilty feelings that women carry about taking time to pause. Number one, taking time to rest is never convenient. It's never going to be convenient. You can't wait for life to stop being busy. You have to make the proactive choice to do it. Now think about the Israelites. Do you think that they felt like after being armed and dressed for battles that it was a convenient idea to be circumcised? to wait three days, to celebrate Passover? No, they were ready for battle. But God said, I want you to rest. And when God calls us to rest, well, we probably don't think that's convenient either. And the truth is, it's never going to be convenient. So don't wait for it to be convenient. That's the first thing. The second thing is don't wait for somebody to give you permission to rest. You know, for years, I did not feel like it was okay to rest. I wanted to rest, but I couldn't personally give myself permission to do so. And so I wanted my husband to do that for me. I wanted my children to do that for me. And so I put the responsibility on them. And in fact, there were times where I became bitter and would blame them. I mean, I didn't have time to rest. I didn't have time to do all of these things. And, and so I would become very bitter and get really mad at them. But you know what? We need to take that responsibility on our own. Because the truth is, is that through Sabbath, God has already invited us to rest. He's already given us permission to rest. He's commanded it. And so because God has already invited you, you don't need to expect or ask your family to do that. And so because of that, too, because God has invited us to, we can see it as a selfless choice. And not only that, but the reason why we can see this as a selfless choice is because we are taking care of us instead of um, expecting other people to do that for us. We're taking that burden off of our family 
And furthermore, when we carve out times for input, we will have what we need for output for our children, for our husbands, for everybody around us. But we have got to make the choice to open up that gift of Sabbath rest. It's so important because agape love only comes from God. The power of the Holy Spirit only comes from God. And we replenish when we plug in by pausing to pull away inside of his presence. I mean, think about the flow of the Ten Commandments. Commandments 1 through 3 are all about our relationship with God, right? You shall love the Lord your God, or you you shall have no other idols. It's all about our relationship with God. Then commandment 4, right in the middle, is about the Sabbath rest. And that's about receiving God's love for us, resting and receiving. And then commandments 5 through 10 are all about our relationship with others, how we give out to others. So even in the Ten Commandments, we see that pause, that necessary pause prescribed by God so that we can rest and receive to be able to give out to others. It was explained to me, this principle, biblical principle, was explained to me this way. And anytime I feel guilty or I can feel myself start to feel drained, I remember this picture and I try to take time to pause. Now, I want you to think about a watering can. Right now, as I'm taping this, we're getting ready to hit spring. And so I've been pulling out some of my gardening supplies, one of which is a watering can that I use to water my pots. Now, if I don't fill the watering can up, I have nothing to nurture my plants. It's necessary for me to pause and to fill up that watering can so that I can pour out onto the plants. Well, how would you see it if I uh, was uh, if I just took my watering can and I didn't fill it up and I went to water plants and then I I discovered that it was empty and there was nothing for the plants and I started getting frustrated and instead of choosing to pull back and to uh, connect the watering can to the hose I got mad at the plants right well. That's sort of like what we do. Plants do not have the ability to give us water. In order for us to be able to give to others, we've got to connect to a source. Like a watering can has to get connected to the the spigot or the watering hose. You and I have to pause and take time to fill up so that we will have what we need to give out. You know, the world is a battlefield and we face battles every day in life. And the solution to facing battles is not to run away, but to retreat so that we can rebuild. You know, agape love, God's power, it's not something that you can manufacture. It's something we receive 
from our maker and then release to others. And when we understand that powerful principle, we see that a holy pause is not selfish, but selfless because we are taking time to pause, to have what we need to give out and to nurture others that God has placed in our care. You know, for me, the number one reason why I don't pause is probably because of my um, stronghold of self-reliance. Now, it's gotten a lot better, but I'll tell you what God showed me as I began to cry out to him about balance in my life. And he, he showed me about the Sabbath rest and really beginning to make that a part of my holy habit in life is that he showed me that much like the tithe um, is giving that first 10% of your money to the Lord. Basically, when you give your tithe, you're saying, Lord, I trust you with my finances. And not only that, but in the letting go of that 10%, you're also releasing that hold that money could potentially have over you. Well, you know what? When we set aside time for Sabbath rest, it's, gosh, it's a much more valuable commodity to let go of than money because time is finite. In other words, once we spend time, there's no way that we can get it back. And because of that, time is even more valuable than money. It's very hard to pause. But when we pause for the Sabbath rest, what we're essentially saying to God is, I trust you with my time. And what we're also doing is we are letting go of work and that self-reliance that says it's all up to me to get it done. We're trusting God to work while we rest. And so, I want to invite you to look at Sabbath different, to look at Sabbath as a beautiful invitation that God has given you to open up this gift of pulling back inside of his quiver to sharpen yourself, to nourish your heart so that you can be released to do what God has called you to do. I want to close the podcast today um, with giving you three action steps. And I want you to just pick one of these action steps. They're just suggestions that the Lord has given me that I've started to put inside of my life. Number one is this. I want you to pray to the Lord of the Sabbath to lead you to how to take the Sabbath in this specific season in life. Some of you that are listening to this podcast, you are new moms. Some of you that are listening, um, you may work on the weekends. Some of you that are listening, um, in other words, we have different lives going on. And God knows. He knows your schedule. He knows your responsibilities. And He is the one that commanded you to rest. So go to the Lord the Lord of the Sabbath, and pray and say, God, I want to rest. 
Will you show me how to put this in practice in my life? And then let him lead you. That was my prayer, and God was faithful to lead me, and I know that he'll lead you. So that's number one. Pray and ask the Lord of the Sabbath how to rest in this season of life. Number two, consider taking a mini Sabbath every morning. A mini Sabbath every morning. What I mean is starting your morning out, not on go, 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 but with 15 minutes of rest, reading a devotion, and spending time in prayer. Consider that morning time like a mini Sabbath, that necessary time to fuel you up for the rest of your day. So that just like when the Israelites had to fight battles, you'll have what you need to do all God has called you to do. And the last thing is this. Now, this thing is pretty dramatic. This is actually, when I prayed about it, this is what the Lord laid on my heart. I told God, I said, you know, I don't know how I'm going to get all this done. And Sunday, to me, seems to be a very busy day. I go to church. I'm involved in uh, ministry. Um, There's preparing for the next week. And Sunday just seems to be a busy day. It seems to be a day where I'm just preparing for the week. And I was getting so frustrated. And then the Lord really just laid on my heart. He said, I want you to try Saturday instead. Let Saturday be the day where you really rest and focus on work. And in fact, Back in the Old Testament, when God instituted um, the Sabbath, it was on a Saturday. It was um, when we started celebrating the day that Jesus was resurrected in the um, in the New Covenant that we moved it to Sunday. And so, um, so I said, "Okay, God." And so, so how do I do that? And here's what God told me: The Lord said. Uh, not an audible voice, but just I just knew it in my heart. He said, I want you to turn off your cell phone. And I was like, excuse me. I mean, I, I'm connected to my cell phone. I mean, I'm texting people and I'm on social media and keeping up with people. And the Lord said, yep, I want you to turn it off. And so I did that. On Friday evening, I turned off my cell phone. And didn't turn it back on until Saturday evening. And can I tell you that it was one of the most beautiful gifts. I think I've had my cell phone on for so long. I don't remember what it's like not to be beeped at all day and to have social media clamoring with you. And it was such a gift. So those are my three suggestions Number one, take the cell phone challenge. Turn it off for a day. And if you can't turn it off for a day, maybe there's an evening once a week where you can turn it off for a certain period of time. Maybe you want to turn it off during your lunch hour. Whatever it is, just turn your cell phone off and sit at the feet of Jesus. Number two, pray to the Lord of the Sabbath and ask him to lead you in this season of life to show you what your Sabbath is. Don't get caught up in the way that I just said I did it or whatever. You let God lead you 
and with a confidence knowing that the one who calls you to rest will also give you the wisdom on how to do it in this season of life. And number three, start your day with a mini Sabbath every single day by praying, not rushing, by turning your thoughts to him first thing in the morning. Even if you do it for 10 or 15 minutes, it will make the biggest difference in the rest of your day. I want to close today um, with a uh, blog that I wrote about pausing and about taking the Sabbath rest. And it's called Pause. You've been trusted with a task beyond your ability, but it's not beyond His. Your Creator has a limitless supply. It is in rest we find our strength to return to the work God has called us to do. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. God said this to His chosen people long ago, and He says this to every woman today. Realize that the Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. Keep the Sabbath sacred. Find time to pause. The Sabbath was made for you. For that challenge you face, for those God has placed in your care, you will need Christ's all-surpassing power. His strength will flow to you in those times of Sabbath you set aside. Pause. Often God speaks in a whisper, and a quiet soul provides fertile soil to nourish seeds he plants through those whispers for an eternal harvest. Come away from the noisy commotion life creates by stopping your work for a while. Let go of self-reliance. Slip away from survival mode. You are wise, and wise women carve out times of input so they can offer output to others. Just pause. No longer under the old covenant where the Sabbath commands a specific detailed rest as law. Wise women still choose to pause so they can replenish for releasing his love to others in their care. Jesus said the Sabbath was made for people. Keep the Sabbath sacred, for it is God's gift to you. A gift is given, but we must choose to open it. With all the demands that knock at your door, pausing from life's pressures can require mountain-moving faith. In our culture that rewards performance and productivity, have faith to pause. God's love and power cannot be reproduced. They can only be received and given out as we carve out time to rest in Him. Jesus often healed on the Sabbath. Treasures await those who open the gift of Sabbath by choosing to pause. Indeed, the Sabbath is God's gift to you. Choose to open it, for it is in rest we find our strength to return to the work that God has called us to do. Thanks so much for listening in, everybody. 